Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Illinois Constitution is changing significantly in at least one area. Voters a week ago approved a new amendment, the Workers' Rights Amendment, and for public employees at least, it changes the landscape. This weekend, we'll look at the path forward from both sides of the road. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Simply put, the Workers' Rights Amendment does two things. First, it gives Illinois employees the right to organize and bargain with their employers for wages, benefits, working conditions, and other matters. And it invalidates any law in Illinois that would prevent an office from requiring union membership to work there. Uh, That's something called a union shop. But of course, nothing is really quite that simple. And we're going to talk about what the law will and won't do and what management and labor can and will do separately and together. My guests this weekend were on opposite sides of the campaign leading up to the passage of the amendment. But Let's face it, that battle is over, and this is not intended to rehash the debate, but there are new rules in the workplace, and we're going to discuss how they will be implemented. Uh, I am joined via Zoom conferencing by Mark Polis, Vice President of the Vote Yes for Workers' Rights Committee and an employment lawyer. His group spearheaded the campaign for the amendment. Todd Meisch is President and CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, uh, and uh, they uh, were not in favor of this passage. Uh, and uh, both of these gentlemen have been on this program before, and I welcome you both back. So thank you. Um, Great to be here. Uh, t- just to get something out of the way, Todd Meisch, uh, do you expect any lawsuits? Because I would figure it would be kind of a tricky thing trying to find part of the Constitution unconstitutional. Uh, let me go ahead and go back because I know you want an interesting show. I actually disagree with your entire setup. Oh, really? Uh, number one, uh, the uh, fact is that um, the right to form unions, collectively bargain, is guaranteed by federal law. So your notion that this amendment impacts 
workers' rights to go ahead and uh, collectively bargain and form a union is absolutely wrong. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, also, uh, the Illinois Constitution cannot supersede federal law or the Janus decision that came down from the uh, U.S. Supreme Court and uh, counsel, uh, Mark Polis, who's my second favorite member of uh, organized labor, um, uh, he will probably have to tell you that that is the case, uh, that you cannot undo um, U.S. Supreme Court decision in the Janus case. So this does not impact um, the Janus case at all. And, and we should point out the Janus case was was the one that said that people who didn't want their money used for for uh, political purposes uh, could uh, uh, or did not have to be members. So what, I... did, what Janus did is essentially say that for public employees, we are a rights work state. So that's the real difference. The difference between Illinois and Indiana and Michigan, home of UAW, is that, no, you can have a closed shop, uh, but you can, by state law, uh, mandate that everyone has to pay into the union for their political operations and everything else. So uh, that is what rights work really is. And that's the important thing, I think, for Marx standpoint i don't talk for mark uh, yeah. and, and we're going to let mark talk for mark in just a minute <laughs> uh, but that's the that's the difference between illinois and indiana and michigan is that we do not uh have a state law that says you can't force people to um pay into uh union dues uh that is what the crux of rights work is and we're surrounded by rights work states other than Missouri, um, except for the fact that Missouri is probably going to come back in the right, right to work. That's a that's my own opinion. But I'll leave uh, Mark to go ahead and express his opinion. And, and Mark, let's let's talk about that. Huh? I mean, if everything uh, that uh, Todd just said was uh, was, you know, blanket uh, blanket the case there would be no need for this amendment. Uh, but obviously, you know, your, your uh, uh, side in organized labor fields, there is. So what's, the, what's your take on this? Well, Craig, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, yeah, the, the, interestingly enough, the last time the three of us got together on your show, we were all, uh, uh, we were all talking about a, a yet another constitutional amendment. It was the Safe Roads Amendment back in 2016. Uh, uh, thankfully, then uh, Todd and I were on the same page uh, on that constitutional amendment that successfully passed uh, uh, with 78% uh, approval. Uh, this one passed with the 50% uh, plus one margin, which is, uh, 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 it looks like about 53% of the people that uh, voted in the election voted in favor of this amendment and, uh, and thank goodness uh, that they did. Um, so just, a, a, I guess, a couple of uh, comments. Um, uh, yes, this, this amendment, um, uh, has no effect on a U.S. Supreme Court case uh, in Janus. Um, I would disagree with the, the 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 characteristic of the Janus case. I mean, what 
the Janice case basically says is uh, if you sector employee, um, you may in fact get all of the benefits uh, from collective bargaining. You may get all of the benefits from a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, however, you can choose to be a free rider, get all benefits and have to pay for no services that are provided to you. That's what Janice says. Um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, what this amendment really does uh, is uh, puts more money uh, in the pockets of workers. Um, it creates a safer workplace. Um, there's a study that was done uh, in Illinois just recently, the only study done, and it's not been refuted by anyone or, or any think tank in the country. Uh, it was done by the Illinois Economic Policy Institute. And what it says is in strong collective bargaining states, which I would suggest Illinois now leads the nation uh, ahead of California, New York, uh, uh, Hawaii, you name it. We lead the nation in the strongest collective bargaining state in the country. And I think that's a good thing. Um, what the study said was employees in strong collective bargaining states earn 14% more and are 9% more likely to have health insurance coverage, 3% less likely to, to live below poverty and are 3% less likely to rely on Medicaid and 2% less likely to rely on food stamps and government assistance and contribute 8% more in state income taxes, right? Those are, uh, uh, those are statistics that I think are good statistics and I think are things that we should uh, strive for and strive to be better for. Um, in addition, what I would also say is that uh, it is interesting to me that in the rest of the country, every worker in this nation has to rely on politicians um, to decide whether to uh, have a statutory framework to protect them. In the state of Illinois, we are now the first state in the union uh, there that individuals, employees in this state can avail themselves of a fundamental constitutional right. Uh, we would disagree with Todd that this has no application to uh, private sector employment. In fact, there are literally droves, millions of people that are in the private sector um, that are either considered independent contractors for National Labor Relations Act purposes, that are agricultural workers, that are managers, supervisors, the list goes on of explicit exclusions in the National Labor Relations Act, uh, that this fundamental right directly applies to them. It also applies to public sector employees. And, uh, uh, and, and one of the most important provisions that are also in here for the public, uh, for, I'm sorry, for the private sector uh, is that uh, it precludes the state of Illinois from ever taking a dive into private sector uh, 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 right to work world ever again. You had Bruce Browner that came in here for four years and his first stop was in Decatur, the home of the then president, uh, Michael Kerrigan's uh, town uh, and went there and said, uh, we're gonna become a right to work state. I'm gonna do everything I can uh, to provide an opportunity for individuals to be free riders, to get uh, benefits under contracts and not have to pay for it. He failed miserably over four years and he's no longer here. Uh, that was one of the needs to put this constitutional amendment uh, in the Illinois state constitution. So we stopped having uh, 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 what, they, what they would consider billionaire self-interest, corporate interest coming in and, and trying to, uh, to live off the backs of workers. Uh, we're not going to stand for that in the state of Illinois. And thankfully, we, we just don't have to anymore. And, and, I'll, and I'll close with this. Um, we would agree with Todd in the chamber and every other business in the state of Illinois that we need to be a competitive state in this country so that every business wants to come here. Um, but what we would also say is you have to finish the sentence. And the sentence should end with 
We not only uh, uh, need to be welcoming to business, we need to be welcoming to workers. We wanna be the number one state in the country where workers want to come, where an educated workforce wants to come here, uh, 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 be trained and, and get the best safety, the best amount of, the, mo the most amount of money they can uh, and work in the best workplace that they can. So I, we think it's a two-part equation and, and we hope that the chamber and others come along for that ride. Um. Todd Meish, uh, from the Chamber's perspective, who do you believe is affected by this new amendment? Do you have any disagreements with, uh, with what Mark is saying about uh, uh, you know, the many people who frankly are being pushed into being independent contractors like gig workers and the like uh, are, are, are covered by this? Well, let me just say, I'm gonna go backwards a little bit. If I did say something, I misspoke. Uh, this has huge uh, um, repercussions for the private sector. So Mark said, um, and if I misspoke, I misspoke. Um, but uh, this has huge repercussions for the private sector as well as the public sector. There are even some of the people on our side of this have been putting information out there that I'm not sure I completely agree with. Um, but uh, no, this has both public sector and private sector um, implications. There's no doubt about that. So I just want to straighten that up. Um, but in terms of who's going to be impacted, I will just tell you, and I'm not going to mention names, um, but you would be surprised at the diversity of private sector employee employers that are really, really unhappy about this amendment. Uh, it can be in healthcare, it can be in um, trucking, it can be in all sorts of things. Uh, everybody is very, very concerned about this. And uh, I do disagree, not surprisingly, with Mark's um, um, you know, contention that uh, this is uh, going to make Illinois a better place to hire people and to uh, grow our economy. Uh, just look at the auto industry. When was the last time we had a new plant where we didn't give away a plant like Rivian um, and they're all going to right to work states? So you've got to at some point say, uh, let's look at what's actually happening on the ground. All of the automotive um, plants have been going to right to work states. Uh, and other than the fact that you've given away a plant in Bloomington to Rivian, uh, you got nothing here in Illinois. Uh, that is, uh, that's one major employer, one major contributor to the American economy, and the, all those plants are going to right to work states. So the notion that this doesn't matter to anyone is just wrong. Um. Uh, this amendment is coming into existence, frankly, in workplaces that are already established. Uh, so what I would like to start talking about is what happens now if you are an employer, whether it's a, a state, uh, you know, or a municipality, uh, or a private company, uh, what changes in the dynamics there, or does it have to change? Um, Mark, let me let you get in first, and then I, and then we'll go to Tom. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I'd start with is uh, uh, I'd start with kind of answering the, the the what I think is the question 
uh, that, that Todd just left on the table, which is um, uh, when, when looking at reasons why companies locate to states, um, they look at many factors. Um, they actually issue a report that gives the factors that they looked at. Um, right to work never appears even in the first 25 factors that employers look to uh, to make a decision. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll send you the report, Todd. The chamber might not get that. I do. Um, but what I can tell you is, is that um, uh, I'll give you a great example. When I talk to a location expert for McDonald's, for example, um, what McDonald's will tell you is they make a decision on locating their restaurant where the traffic appears between the hours of 6 and 9 a.m. in the morning. That if you were to give them subsidies to be on the wrong side of the street where the traffic moved on the other side, they would choose to be on the other side. That's smart business decisions, right? Businesses make decisions because of logistics, transportation, which by the way, Todd and I were on the same page with this, a $45 billion capital bill that's going to boost the economy and get other companies to want to uh, locate and uh, do business in the state of Illinois. Uh, we're, 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 we're at the hub of the nation. We've got the largest inland port that's growing and another likely uh, North Point port that's going to gr grow just on the other side of 53 in Will County. Um, so this notion that like businesses aren't coming here. Uh, listen, we might not be making cars, but we're making an awful lot of other stuff. And we're warehousing and creating jobs. We've got uh, uh, exceedingly uh, higher uh, uh, this year and, and in years to come, uh, higher uh, uh, income taxes that are bringing in corporate uh, taxes that are coming in. I mean, we're putting more money into the rainy day fund. We're putting more money into the pension system. The list goes on. Um, but, but again, um, uh, I'm a guy that's the eternal optimist, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a part of the the state of Illinois that loves Illinois and wants to talk about the great things about the state of Illinois. Uh, and oftentimes, and and certainly uh, uh, during the period of uh, 2016 to 2020. Uh, or I'm sorry, the, the time of 2014 to 2018, all we wanted to do was 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 beat the hell out of Illinois. Um, it, it's time that we start talking about the great things. And I think one of the new great things we get to talk about the state of Illinois is we're a strong collective bargaining state uh, and we get to protect workers and workers are going to want to live here because of it. Um, and, and I think that's what you're going to find for generations to come. Um, in, in terms of, 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 you know, changes that are coming because of this amendment, listen, this amendment, the large part of this amendment was to um, was to protect the floor that exists in the state of Illinois. So uh, so what we believe the strongest impact of this amendment is, is that all of the great strides that we've made in this state over the last four years to protect workers, um, to have a strong uh, uh, Illinois Labor Relations uh, Act, to have a uh, 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 you know, strong labor laws uh, in the state and safety laws in this state. Um, we think that that floor is now protected because there's a provision uh, in this that says um, no law shall be passed that interferes with, negates, or diminishes rights of employees to organizing bargain collectively, and it goes on. And the whole point of that is to say uh, we no longer, as workers in this state, have to worry about the 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 next election. Uh, where where uh, the next politician is uh, uh, is elected and they could strip them of those rights. Those days are gone. The floor is set. We can only go up from here. Uh, so I think uh, I think the direct answer to your question is uh, we are not going to see a major change uh, in in the way that people do business. Uh, what we're going to see is uh, more workers wanting to come to the state of Illinois.
You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. We're talking about the Workers' Rights Amendment and what happens next. And my guests are Mark Polis with the Vote Yes for Workers' Rights Committee and Todd Meisch, President and CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce. And uh, Todd, uh, from your perspective, what will change, if anything, uh, in this, in, you know, in the coming months as people look at the landscape and see what they can and can't do, and employees look at the landscape and see what they can and can't do? Yeah, let me go, I'm just going to go ahead and insert that um, this point, it's not to your question, but Mark and I actually agree on a lot of things. And because we both like to build things and we both recognize that Illinois is uniquely positioned in the nation, both geography and quality of workforce. So Mark and I actually agree much more than a lot of people would suspect. But in terms of uh, this amendment, and I'm not willing to go ahead and take uh, the governor's and Mark's assertion that it's a done deal because uh, I don't know what the drop-off is, because we don't know what the count is on the drop-off. Uh, he's uh, saying 53%, um, and he's got a lot of interns to go ahead and crunch numbers, so I'm not going to disagree with him, but I'm not certain that we're going to know whether this is passed or not uh, before the total 102 counties are um, certified. But but uh, for the purposes of this discussion, especially since the Associated Press, which also uh, they, did look, uh, yeah. No, they, they, they called 102 counties? Yeah, they, they yeah. checked it off <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> they, they, they do, and we wait. For, but for the purposes of this discussion, let us assume that it does become law because we have nothing to talk about if it doesn't. So let's let's assume it is. Uh, what makes what changes in the workplace, if anything? What changes is two things. I think I, I don't speak for Mark, but I suspect that they are most concerned about that last line of the amendment, which says Illinois will not be a rights work state like Michigan is, like Indiana is, like Iowa is, that Kentucky is. That is probably where Mark is coming from. Um, from his perspective. But the thing that taxpayers need to be most focused on is the language that's above that part of the amendment. And it talks about economic well-being and things that I guarantee you that the Chicago Teachers Unions and the IEA is much, much more concerned about because because you can't overturn Janice with this amendment. So they wanted that language in there. And I will tell you as a taxpayer, I'd be very, very concerned about two things. And as a parent, the statute that puts the brakes on um, a teacher's ability to strike, that will be out the window. And I also think that the tax cap um, law that holds down the rate of tax, um, the property tax increases, those are both going to be challenged in the next two years. I guarantee you that. So if you're a taxpayer or your parent, you should be very, very afraid of this matter. Uh, let me, uh, but first off, I have to give a full disclosure, which I should have done right at the top of this discussion, but it got off to such a fast start. Uh, and that is that, uh, that I uh, am a union member. 
uh, like most of the, the majority of broadcasters that you see and hear in Chicago. I happen to be a member of the uh, sag After, which uh, is a theatrical and uh, broadcast union, among other things. Uh, but uh, And in fact, I'm an official of one of those unions. So uh, even though we broadcasters did not uh, lobby for this uh, this amendment. I will say that the uh, the union itself did do some uh, mobilizing of votes. But uh, anyway, uh, Mark Polis, this is about collective bargaining, and you know I'm struck by the fact it's that people not are about going collective bargaining. It's well, but it, it's it's statutes. It's protecting the right to collective bargain for and for for things that aren't just uh, salary wages, um, but benefits. Uh, and so aren't these things that management and labor must agree to? Yeah. Is, is yeah, that so not the the, the are, are the is that not the fence that's around all of this? Yeah. So so, so Craig, that I, I think that's the that's the key. That the one of the one of the most important reasons for this amendment was uh, we have this continual barrage on Springfield where uh, we rely on politicians um, to create new legislative structures um, for safety at work, for economic welfare at work, for wages, hours, terms and conditions of employment that 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 are then at the whim of the next legislature to determine whether to keep those or get rid of them. This amendment, or at least the hope in this amendment is that it drives the conversation to the very place where is the best place to have this conversation and that's the bargaining table. It puts the labor and management at a table to make decisions over wages, hours, terms and conditions of employment, economic welfare, safety at work, all those things that should be important to uh, both sides of the equation. But we don't rely on Springfield um, to, to do that work anymore. We rely on labor and management to sit at the table and, and take on those tough discussions and tough decisions that have to be made. Um, and we think that's the most appropriate place for these conversations to, uh, uh, to be had. And that was one of the impetus to adding the terms uh, safety at work and economic welfare. We're all used to hearing this, um, uh, the, the, the terms uh, negotiate over wages, hours, and terms and conditions of employment. The reality of it is, is terms and conditions of employment could mean virtually anything. Um, so we put a little bit, I would say, meat on the bone here in the constitution to say terms and conditions of employment means things like people's economic welfare people's safety at work, right? We thought that those were uh, a couple things that were important to put in there. The other thing I will say is, uh, I, I think you were alluding to it uh, uh, early on, Craig, and I, and I think Todd mentioned it, which is, um, you know, this, is, this, this, this amendment is going to be defined by the contours of the judicial branch, right? So, so the legislative side of things is over, the electoral process has ended, the amendment will become part of the constitution. And the next step is the courts will then decide how to interpret and what these terms actually mean. Uh, a good example is uh, independent contractors. Um, you know, who as an independent contractor could be covered? You need to first uh, reach employee status in order to have protections under uh, this constitutional amendment. It starts with the terms 
uh, employees shall have the fundamental right to that that presupposes that you are in in fact an employee. So uh, yes, I believe there are a lot of people that are misclassified. I worked in 2008, largely drafted the misclassification act for the construction industry in the state of Illinois. Uh, so I'm well versed in that subject. So I think there's going to be a lot of litigation over that. I'm sure at some point. But here's the beauty. The beauty to it is is that uh, that is the uh, uh, that is that is the beauty to a constitution. You draft something that can be uh, uh, broad enough and can live uh, uh, the test of time, just like the First Amendment freedom of speech, just like the Second Amendment right to bear arms, just like the Fourth Amendment against illegal search and seizure. Uh, there is a litany of case law that follows those constitutional amendments and defines the contours of what it actually means. So, uh, so to suggest that, like, you know, I, I well, need to, I, you need to wrap up so that I can give Todd sure. a chance because we're getting close to the end here. But uh, Todd, answer the question for me, is the bargaining table not a good place to deal with these issues? And shouldn't the relations between labor and management be more cooperative and not as antagonistic as it sometimes gets? Uh, and so I'm going to give you a straightforward answer is that bargaining is a you've got to balance it. Each side has levers they can pull. Uh, and this one tilts the balance towards labor undoubtedly. So yes, you can say that we're going to go ahead and negotiate and just strike a better deal. But when you walk in that room to negotiate over the table, it's going to be an issue of uh, who has more leverage than doesn't have more leverage. That is the reality of it. And a lot of people don't think about that, but that is the reality in that um, uh, this tilts the playing field definitely towards organized labor. Otherwise, you would have a majority of states in the nation that are right to work. And that is going to have to be the final word. We are so out of time. I'd like to thank uh, Todd Meisch, President and CEO of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, and Mark Polis with the Vote Yes for Workers' Rights Committee uh, for spending this time with us. Uh, to our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, 105.9 WBBM. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.